Look, I am Buzz Eisenberg. And I'm Bill Newman. And we both just got some news. Um, the Office of Greenfield Mayor Virginia DeSorger just announced that Police Chief Robert Haig submitted his retirement, which will take effect immediately. Um, Friday, February 16th, on Thursday, doesn't really make sense because Friday, whatever. I guess the news came out on Thursday. But the Sorgers uh, office added that Deputy Chief William Gordon is going to resume the responsibilities as acting and provisional police chief on Saturday. The, uh, the police chief, Haig, was at the center of um, the controversies that sort of beleaguered the city of Greenfield and many think resulted in uh, the change in mayor's bills. Any thoughts about that? Well, I think it's a crucial uh, development in this story, and I am surprised that the police chief and the deputy uh, were not did not both resign since they were both uh, implicated in the controversies. That said, uh, it's not surprising. I don't see how the police chief can live in a uh, administration that basically ran uh, a campaign against him. Yeah, and it was found. Uh, the department, the police chief, were found guilty of by in a civil trial of uh, discriminatory motivations and uh, a verdict of what's now with pre- and post-judgment interest, well over a million dollars uh, for a police officer who alleged uh, discriminatory motivations and also uh, the sort of 11th hour uh, up of their salary, increase in their salaries, which uh, surprised and shocked many people on the City Council. It's a it's a big story, and we'll continue to pay attention to it. And there are a lot of big stories we pay attention to. And in the realm realm of education, we're constantly uh, shaking our heads about the, the stories about uh, not enough money and strikes and superintendents coming and going in various school systems. And but there is one story that has to bring a smile to your face, and that story comes out of East Hampton where these extraordinary students have once again, for the seventh year in a row, won the statewide We the People competition, celebrating our Constitution, celebrating learning. And these uh, student scholars at East Hampton and those who mentor them from previous incarnations of the We the People teams out of East Hampton continue to dazzle and amaze us, and they are all under the uh, watch of an incredible civics teacher by the name of Kelly Brown. The students and Kelly Brown join us today. Hello, Kelly Brown. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Buzz. We are so happy to have you. It is such a joy. This is uh, We've done this before on this show. It feels like deja vu, but here we are with another state championship. How do you and your students do it, Kelly Brown? Well, uh, I think the first answer to that is that we work really hard together. So this is a course that helps students understand just like a comprehensive deep dive into the U.S. Constitution. So we all kind of from the beginning learn together about uh, the philosophical underpinnings, the process of the Constitution, the way it's changed over time. And we even look at kind of modern things. And uh, we were having a really fun discussion before we joined you just about kind of why this class is so unique. And I think um, students 
really get motivated and excited to not only learn about things that impact their lives directly, but also uh, the element of competition and performance and um, being able to share their knowledge with adults in the community and lawyers and judges uh, really, I think, motivates them to, to show their best and work their hardest. And it's, um, it, you know, it's a really incredible program and we kind of call it the We The People family because uh, it definitely is not just me. Um, we have lots and lots of mentors and community volunteers and people that help us to get um, where we've gotten so far with this class. So Kelly Brown, how does the We The People uh, competition work on the statewide level and on the national level? Sure. So at uh, the statewide level, what's sort of unique about this course is uh, each of the assessments that we do throughout the course itself is a simulated congressional hearing. So students have the opportunity to do a little bit of a deep dive into what we're learning about and they have to present some material and then they have to put away their uh, notes and they have to answer questions on the spot with um, starting with adults from our own community and then eventually at the state competition, uh, there are judges who are brought in who, like I mentioned, are you know former teachers, judges, lawyers, uh, staffers for members of our state legislature. And um, the groups are divided, or the group itself is divided into six teams. And each of them is about a group of three or four. And they have an opportunity to learn about an aspect of the Constitution, and that's what they end up testifying on. And so we go to Boston uh, the last Saturday of January every year, and each of those groups has an opportunity to testify about their area of focus and answer questions right there on the spot without any notes and really demonstrate that they've actually learned and understand the, the fundamentals of their unit and um, the information that they're digging into. And so the national competition is very similar, except it takes place over three days and students compete against public and private school winners from all over the country. Uh, there's about 55 teams because they give out some wild cards and uh, we'll go and spend three days in Washington DC and Virginia giving, uh, showing what we've learned in this process. But a lot of research, a lot of practice, a lot of um, like forming of arguments, right? Students have to kind of come up with what, what, is, what are they interested in? What do they want to talk about? And then working on how do I actually back that up with reasoning and evidence and those types of things so that they can, um, you know, speak intelligibly about it. Well, let's hear them speak intelligibly about it. We have a couple of those uh, student scholars with us right now. Let me start with Ella. Ella, um, how are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. So why did you decide to take the We The People class? Uh, well, it's been something that's been in the community for a while. So when I was in middle school, I heard about it. My mom told me about it. That She was like, oh, there's this great program where, you know, they get to compete. They talk about history. I've always loved history. And so when I heard about it, I was probably like 10. I said, when I'm in high school, I'm going to do that. And then my older brother did it before me and he loved it. And so, yeah, that really just cemented it for me that it, but it was, it was always my plan. Well, Ella, your unit is going to be focusing on how the framers created the constitution. What's something that you've learned about the creation of the constitution that you find particularly interesting and important? 
Well, I think that it's been really um, important for me to learn about the creation of the Constitution because I think it's so relevant, like a lot of the ideas are relevant today when we talk about, you know, the real like divides and polarization we see in the country today. It's been so interesting to see how throughout the history of the United States that's been an issue. And starting immediately at the convention, you know, we had like really divided groups of anti-federalists and federalists wanting such different things. Um, but for me, it's been really interesting to specifically see that most of the debates were about representation, uh, which is something that we see today too. Uh, people, you know, talking about how the government is representing them. And yeah. Wow. Uh, that's really powerful stuff. Um, Sophie, you are another student scholar from East Hampton High School in the We the People program. How has the We the People uh, program impacted you? What do you think are the benefits of it? Um, yeah, so I think that one of the first things is that it's kind of changed my perception of knowledge. And one of the things that we were talking about earlier is learning something to be able to talk about it is so different than studying for like an exam. And I think for me, at least, I've pretty much fully like devoted myself to this information. Um, and I remember when I originally got assigned to my unit, I was a little bit upset because my unit surrounds institutions and government. And I was really interested in the Bill of Rights and current events. But um, now that I've been able to like devote myself to this stuff, it's been so interesting. And I've been able to witness how it's like directly impacting myself as well as my community. Um, and I think it's given me uh, value as an individual and as a young person to see that I can make change in the world just with knowing more and um, educating others. Well, let's talk about that. As an institution of government, there are three branches of government. Uh, we all talk about federalism and your state competition. You had a question about the Supreme Court in your state co competition. So let me ask you, do you think there are effective checks on the Supreme Court? Right. So I think that the Supreme Court is probably the most unchecked branch of government. Um, they have their own ethics code, which means they have self-imposed checks. Um, they can recuse themselves from a case. Um, and so there's debate upon really if a self-imposed check is um, a proper check. And then there's the amendment process, which at the front hand seems like it would be an effective check because it would overturn a case like with the 14th Amendment, which overturned um, Dred, v. Scott, or Dred Scott v. Sanford. But because, um, like Ella mentioned earlier, with the immense polarization, um, the amendment process has a supermajority requirement, so it's very difficult to actually get an amendment passed. We can see um, the Constitution has been around for over 200 years, and there's only been 27 amendments, so this check isn't super effective. Um, and then there's Article 3, Section 2, Clause to the Constitution, which says that um, Congress can regulate the size of the Supreme Court and appellate jurisdiction, which means they can use jurisdiction stripping and saying that the court can't rule on X, Y, Z, which can be effective in some sense, but it's debatable. I, I'd like to ask a stupid question of all four of you. Do you all want to be lawyers or historians or academics? I, I mean, where does this all take you? Because your answers to these questions far exceed the quality of what we would have gotten if we'd posed that to law students. Well, we've heard from two of them. Let's, let's ask that question to, there are two mentors. And uh, I think what I'd like is, well, let me choose Kaylin first, who is a mentor, which means that you have previously participated in We the People. I'd love to hear the answer to Bill's uh, question about what you want to do 
with this incredible experience that you've had. But first, what is a mentor and what do you do as a mentor, Kaylin? Yeah, so basically as a mentor, I competed last year in both the state and the national competitions. Um, so I decided at the end of last year after the competitions were over that I would sign up to be a mentor for this year. And I really did that out of just a way of recognizing all the work that my mentors put into it and realizing that they were able to guide us so much to where we were at during both competitions. And I really wanted to, um, in a way, give back to what they did for me. And also, I really found an interest in just being able to uh, show other people what we knew and be able to uh, demonstrate that excitement about our knowledge to them and then them get excited about it, which is also just like really rewarding. Um, so that's really why I became a mentor. And I'd say that in a way it has just gave me so many different levels of skills to take to my next stop. And I'm planning on going to college and um, I'll major in like social sciences, which I don't know where that'll end up right now, but I'm confident with the skills that I learned and meet the people that whatever I end up doing, even if it has an association to we the people or not that I have learned so much that it will inevitably share to my success. I share your confidence. I'd also like to hear from Landon. You too are a mentor who's helping this year's team uh, and the various units uh, do their work. So Landon, why are you a mentor? Uh, yeah, so my brother was actually part of the class in 2020 that went all the way. They went on to win the national competition. Uh, so I would say I've always known about the we the people program and there definitely was no lack of uh, inspiration to join in my junior year. Uh, this year I returned uh, as a mentor for Unit 6. I'm helping them prepare for the competition in DC. We're, we're right now working on drafting our statements. We have one about civil disobedience. So we're talking about like Martin Luther King Jr., Henry, Henry David Thoreau, Gandhi, these types of historical figures. We also have a question about voter apathy as well as uh, voluntary associations. That one's framed around Alexis de Tocqueville. Uh, these are all topics I'm very interested in, um, and we dedicate a lot of time to studying them, not only in class, but also outside of class. We meet before school, after school, and then again late at night on Zoom after work and sports have concluded. So this is probably, you know, one of my most dedicated extracurriculars. It's the highlight of my day. Uh, so that's why I came back, and I hope that it has more influence on my studies after high school graduation as well. I want to study at a liberal arts institution next year. Um, similar to Kaylin, you know, somewhere in the social sciences and humanities, probably like political science and economics. Um, yeah, so those are my interests with this program. Well, it's a highlight of our day, too, to just hear from you folks. We're going to, right after the break, I want to ask the question that Bill asked, again, of Sophie and Ella. We'll be right back. Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. This is the sound of hope for our democracy. We have this extraordinary um, program um, that uh, East Hampton High School has been participating in under uh, the leadership of Kelly Brown. Um, there is the We the People uh, 
program, and year after year after year, Kelly's students just excel, including a national championship, many awards in the national and in the regional uh, competitions, and seven years in a row, the Massachusetts champions of We the People. Uh, Bill asked a question earlier, and I'd like to pose the question to one of our uh, student scholars, Sophie. Um, so all this information that you have, Sophie, about the institutions of government and uh, as uh, uh, state government, as laboratories of democracy, uh, and of law and your understanding of the Constitution that you've developed as a result of your participation, what do you want to do with it as you, uh, as you leave high school and enter the rest of your life? Yeah, so I've definitely dipped into the idea of um, looking at a pre-law program. I think initially before this class, I didn't totally think of that. I definitely wanted to go into social work and maybe education. And I think education and um, this class in general will, or it'll benefit me um, very highly in education. I think just like the way that I've learned, but I think my knowledge specifically with the Constitution and institutions of government, if I do go into education, I want to teach civics or history um, and just valuing the importance of teaching young people um, about this information and about change that they can make as we see um, with polarization in our government and with democracy today. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Ella, how about you? <laughs> Yeah, I feel pretty similarly. I mean, I it was definitely not something I was thinking of before this class. I was, I was also um, thinking more like I was thinking of like social sciences, and I've always been interested in history, but I really wanted to go into like psychology. But I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of rethinking that, and I've definitely been thinking that it would be cool to get into a sort of like education type thing. Because I think that if I were able to, you know, as a teacher, like teaching history or something, make like a fraction of the impact that Ms. Brown could make, that would be like amazing. It's just, it's really inspiring to see how many young people are like having their lives changed. And so I definitely think that when I go to college, it'll probably be, I'll definitely be focusing more on, I might want to study more political science or something like that. Well, let me ask you, Landon, your brother actually was a national champion in the We the People uh, program out of East Hampton. And uh, what is it about uh, your teacher, uh, Kelly Brown, that attracts so many people, as Ella was saying, attracts so many young people who have so many interests? Why do they focus on this? What does she do? What does she say? How does she do it? I mean, I would say that Miss Kelly Brown definitely has like an aura around her, I guess, and definitely like a lot of charisma. And she's an extremely uh, knowledgeable woman. So I would say that all of these qualities, you know, attract students. They want to be in her class. They want to be taught by her. Um, they want to learn from her. And they're inspired by her. So I would say all of those things make them want to join the class. You know, she kind of says, like, you know, I've done it a uh, so many times now. If you follow my lead, you know, you can do it, too. You can win states. You can go far in D.C. So all of these things inspire us. I think if I could add on, one of the things that I want to emphasize is, Ms. Brown sets the same standard for every single student, and I think that's what's so special is she doesn't think lower of anyone because of their educational background or um, their personality or anything like that. And I think that's what makes us all go so far as a group. Yeah, I think even if I can add on to, I think it's her passion about it. Like Ms. Brown 
spent however hard we work. Miss Brown is putting so much effort into it. She really cares how we do. But I also think it's really the fact that it creates this sense of community and we're all doing it for each other because there's no way that one te that our team can succeed with only, you know, even if one person isn't putting their whole effort into it, we can't win. So I think we also do it for each other a lot. And Ms. Brown really instills that passion in us that she has. I want to ask. I, think, um, uh, I want to ask Kaylin about that. Kaylin, you're a mentor. The sense of community that that Ella and Sophie were just speaking about, and in fact, Landon was speaking about, uh, is it as strong as it seems from the outside? Usually, adolescence is a very sort of me, me, me kind of time of our lives. But it seems like you all work really closely together. How do you account for that? Um, well, I'd actually like start off. I was not. Originally, I wasn't planning on taking the class, but through Miss Brown, we ended up um, talking, and she encouraged me to take the class, and I ended up doing it, and I loved it. And so I think um, I always heard about it, and I saw like the passion that was there in the community, like you mentioned. So I think those were really my. I just needed that one little push of encouragement to take a class, and I was like, originally thought I had no way I could do it. Um, but like I would say, the community is really what allows you to make it through, and when you have each other and you have your teammates and you're able to see like what skills everybody brings to the table, you're able to really make a powerful group. And I think that's what is really important about We The People is even the units bounce ideas off each other and um, you meet late at night and you talk and you begin to build this like really good, not even just school friendship, but also like a friendship of each with each other and off of just like schoolwork. And I think that builds a strong community that lacks in other areas of um, school and that's why this class is so enjoyable and different than anything else we've ever done well kelly brown um i get my first question which i won't ask is where the heck were you when i was in high school but my <laughs> <laughs> my real question is how can people who are listening to uh these extraordinary young people uh, to a person, they're amazing, and I'm sure that their colleagues in the rest of the program are equally amazing because I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting them in the past, and it's extraordinary. What can people do to support this year's team in its as it goes to nationals as our state champion? Thank you for asking that. Uh, so in order for us to go to D.C., it's going to cost us about $53,000 in order to make it there. Each student, it costs close to $2,000 to get us down there to stay for the time that we're there and pay for the center, et cetera. And so um, we're working really hard to prepare and, and coming to events. But I think the biggest thing is we're running what we call a 2424 to get to DC in 2024 campaign. And so we're looking for people to help us by sponsoring us. And so each student has a pledge sheet where we're asking uh, them to find 24 people to sponsor them with $24 in order for us to get to Washington DC in 2024. And the way I like to look at it, because I'm obviously really focused on helping them prepare is that you know if we were able to find say 20 businesses that would sponsor us with uh, 2,400 dollars, we could get our our you know amount. If we could find 
um, you know, 200 people that would give us $240 uh, to sponsor us to go, then we could make our mark. Or if we could find 2,000 people to give us $24 to support us to go. Um, you know, we have these little benchmarks that we're trying, and uh, East Hampton and the greater community uh, around us are so incredibly supportive. And so we're hoping that people, um, if, if you have any amount that you'd be willing to sponsor us with, you can send a check to the high school uh, made out to East Hampton High School, We the People, or um, we have a website that has an online donation option that you can get to through the East Hampton High School website, the district website, our Facebook pages, and also we have a Facebook page that you can get and learn more about it. Um, and then we're always looking for volunteers if people feel like they have some, some information and knowledge uh, and would like to, you can always reach out to me and you can get my email address through the district um, website. But really, we're hoping we can get that sponsorship from folks in order to get us to DC. We hope to have a celebration either right before or afterwards to invite people to see their work. Um, and we'll be heading off to the State House too at the end of March for them to showcase their work as well. So that that's the best way that people can support us. And people can reach out to me if they have questions or if they have a different idea about how to support us, would like to do a fundraiser. Um, we're, we're more than open to ideas. You don't have much time to raise this money. and We don't have much time, and that's the tricky part. Okay, so here's my question. First of all, uh, we tell people to go to uh, our website, too, and we'll hopefully have a link for you to uh, be able to connect so you can support this group of amazing students to go to the national champions. This is a silly question, perhaps, but... Given that you win the state championships year after year after year, shouldn't this be actually part of the school's budget? You guys are phenomenal ambassadors uh, uh, for the East Hampton School Department. I mean, it's amazing what you do. Uh, I, and, I, and I'm glad the community is going to come together and get you to D.C. to compete for the national champions. But it seems to me it really should be part of the school budget in some measure, if you're going to do this and win this year after year after year. Maybe we should just leave it there. Maybe you don't want to comment. But you don't have to. We're also representing the state of Massachusetts. And so, um, you know, thinking about our, our own legislature, and obviously there are many ways that we could get funds. But um, if my students will tell you this, that I am a pragmatic and quick moving person. And so when I get on my plate that I need $53,000 to get my students to be able to compete, I'm going to do what I need to do to get them there. And I can't change those pieces, but I can make this happen. And so I'm hoping that we can get support from the community. And, and maybe you guys could bring that up in your conversations with other folks. From uh, here's, here's what I will say to Kaylin. Landon, Sophie, Ella, all of your colleagues in this year's and past teams, and to you, Kelly Brown, um, you uh, investing in this is an investment in our future, the future of democracy. Thank you so much for what you do. Good luck in the nationals. I hope to see you before then. We'll be right back. Thank you for having Thank us. You so Thank much. you. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.